0: Welcome to another episode of The Raven Narratives. I'm Tom Yoder.
1: And I'm Sarah Severson, and we're the co producers of The Raven Narratives. The story you're about to hear was told by Matt Cornell in April at the Durango Arts Center and Sunflower Theater when the theme was Rites of Passage. Matt
0: is a former Texan who came to Durango, Colorado for college and never left town. Known locally as a rail buff, Matt enjoys steam railroading and plans to work for the Durango and Silverton Narrow Gauge Railroad someday as an engineer. A historian by education, and an architect by talent, Matt also enjoys writing both true stories and fiction, having a flair for drama and spirit, as well as some humor. Here is Matt's story.
2: Thank you. It is said that that there is nothing we cannot accomplish. If we set our mind to it, we are not afraid to have giant dreams and we are not so fearful that we cannot work together to help each other. And historic railroads really capture that part of our American spirit and it may have been only a machine, but it wove a powerful spell on all who entered its world. I was one such individual who as soon as I saw my first steam locomotive, my childhood was spellbound. So even more so because as a person with autism, I can feel more than I can express and more than most people can perceive. And by the time I was six years old, I had my career mapped out. I wanted to be the engineer of a steam train that person that everyone looked up to because everybody knew it took a lifetime's work to get into that position. Now, being the first generation railroader in my family, (laughs) yes, there were quite a few naysayers along the way. (laughs) From people who were concerned about my autism to those who said, well, that job is history. And from those who were concerned about my extremely specialized interest, to those who would who would steer me benignly away from that dream, on the grounds that I would never get a job doing that. Don't you have that? You know, don't do music; you're not going to be a musician. Don't do art; you won't be an artist. Don't study steam trains because you're not going to be a steam train engineer. <laughs> you know. Now I do have a reputation for being a bit hard-headed. So my passion persisted, and quite a few people nourished that, you know, mainly those of the older generation. But there were also disheartening moments where I wondered if the dream was even possible, you know, or maybe was I born just 40 years too late. And for many years, the dream seemed to be nothing more than that. But in 2009, I had the opportunity of a lifetime to live that dream. The Nevada Northern Railway, hey, one of the first railroads I had seen in documentaries, even when I was just three or four years old, had and still has a student engineer program in which you could be at the throttle of a real steam locomotive. And so I saved up my allowance and I prepped for that trip for six straight months. I was studying every rule in the book and reviewing everything I had ever learned about steam railroading. And then that day came. June 19th would have been 10 years to the day. I got on an early flight from Dallas to Salt Lake City where I was going to meet my dad to run me over to Ely. And there we were rolling across a glittering plain of salt through desert valleys surrounded by mountain cathedrals and clear blue sky, barely a cloud in sight. And there in the vast emptiness of the West in that very remote corner of the Silver State, there it was, my lifelong passion come to life. I had had read about them, heard about a lot of them, ridden behind a bunch of them, but I'd never ridden inside the cab of a live one nevermind ran one. And so, even though the spot was reserved for me, my father volunteered to ride along and immortalize the moment. And so, after I passed a couple of tests and did a couple of practice runs, I was turned loose, beaming like the sunshine. (laughs) (laughs) My running was smooth, the scenery was spectacular, and of course, as we rolled, One could swear, the machine was alive. You know, it takes that coal like it's eating a snack on a hike. (laughs) Taking in that water like it's on a long walk through the desert. The chuffs from its stack, its huffing and puffing of its breath, the thump of its air compressor, its ancient beating heart. And the whine of that turbo generator. ...had a voice that mirrored my own internally at that moment. Whee! (laughs) (laughs) And of course that bell was its ringing glee... ...the whistle was its cheerful greeting... ...and the rods and wheels on that engine were its running legs. And the environment around it took on a life of its own. The rhythm of the ground announcing its approach the echoes off the canyon passing its message and the shadow on the ground reflecting its majesty. There I was in my youth again and and my engineer within was released and my inner child awoken from a deep slumber. Yeah you know steam engines have a soul you can feel it and it makes you feel alive to be around them you know it may have been only a machine but It's one of the most alive machines you'll ever run across. You know, you could see one of them or maybe more of them sitting on static display. But on static display, you don't see what they were doing. You don't feel what they were doing. You don't hear it. You don't get the real true sense of what steam railroading was like, what it was. You know, sitting in a museum, it's cold and still as a statue. But that fire within brings it to life. You know, and and they have a character all their own. The way the iron horse runs the race depends on how it's handled. You know, if you handled her roughly, like some people do, you know, she'll give you a rough ride right in turn. But if you handle her gently and smoothly, as I did that day, you know that motion can just rock you to sleep, as if in a dream. Aime. Hey. And, of course, if you are not the master of the locomotive, the locomotive will be master of you. <laughs> and and that being said, on that day, I'd say I handled her pretty well, you know? I had been that little fellow controlling almost unlimited horsepower at my fingertips and feeling its life through the seat of my pants. And, of course... Of course, it was excitement beyond belief if, you know, oh, the steam engine is earth, air, fire and water. it's elemental. Oh. And it was a great thrill, And at the end of the day, it was an achievement. And, and at the end of the day, even Mother Nature was smiling on me saying, "He's doing all right." <laughs> so. My dream and passion were absolutely vindicated. And, and, but the best part about it was my father was there to share that moment with me. And he was enlightened like I was in a way he hasn't been before and in a way I'm not sure he has been since. And for me, this passion is who I am. I know I'm good at what I do and I'm a skillful man. And that was something that excites the senses and charges my batteries. And that just makes you, can get to your core, it makes you feel alive and tells you this is the way the world is supposed to feel. So we got off the train and people asked, asked my father, "Er, were you the one who ran that engine? He says, no, it was my 19-year-old son. That got a lot of people jealous. (laughs) (laughs) So my dream was fulfilled. But that's not the end of the story. In fact, this story is not over yet. That was my personal rite of passage that told me not only I can, I will. And the stage was set for my move to Durango, my enrollment in Fort Lewis College, and my dream career on the Durango and Silverton Narrow Gauge Railroad, one of my first memorable train rides. So it had come full circle, and it is said you can tell an engineer by the signature of his whistle. Oh, my whistle will be more than just a signature greeting. It will be a hymn to all those who dare to dream. Name because my my dream was reborn from a novelty vision into a dream career. So dreams that are strong enough become real, and if it's important to you, you will find a way to fulfill it, to live it, and become it. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the story of my dream that never died.
0: Thank you, Matt, for sharing your story with us. To pitch your story for a future Raven Narratives event, fill out the contact form on our website at ravennarratives.org. A list of our live storytelling events in 2019 is also on our website on the events page.
1: Subscribe to the Raven Narratives podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and share these stories with your friends. If a particular story makes you laugh, cry, or look at your world with a little bit more clarity, please leave a comment and let us know.
0: Big thanks to our photographer, McCarson Lee of Red Scarf Shots. Check out the portraits of our storytellers on the gallery page of the Raven Narratives website, and be sure to visit her website at redscarfshots.com.
1: And thanks to our fiscal nonprofit sponsor, Mancos Valley Resources. Find out more about the wonderful projects they support in the Mancos Valley of Colorado at mancosvalleyresources.com.
0: The website for buying Raven Narratives tickets, ravennarrativestickets.org, was created by Cortez Web Services. Check out how they can help your business online at cortezweb.com.
1: And our theme music was written and composed by Mo Cooley and performed by Mo and the Mo Tones. Find out more about their music on the Mo Tones Facebook page. That's M-O-E Tones on Facebook. (laughs) That's take. <laughs> yeah. It get was like Betty Booth character. I was get just on, on having a flash of the, uh, the dastardly
0: rail. villain.
1: You're a dastardly <laughs> villain. You have to move your lips a certain dastardly villain. It's You're good at it.
0: You're doing some dastardly deeds. Sarah <laughs> <Sewarden>. <laughs> is this something? We won't put like up with a, this. Is
1: this like a hobby? Because <laughs> I, you're really good at it.
0: I am a voice talent.
1: You, you know, are. You are. My, you forget. You. You my are your paying job. Yeah. Is voice talent. Oh. <laughs>